This morning, if you're in this place and you just have a need in your life, maybe you need physical healing in your body. Maybe there's a relationship in your life that you need restored. The Bible says that those who come to him must believe that he is, that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It's one of our jobs as a church to pray. Jesus said, my house should be a house of prayer. So if that's you this morning, if you could be that one that just puts up your hand, if you have a need in your life, we're just going to pray a general prayer, no matter what it is. Lord, we thank you this morning that you are not far away. You're not off in some other distant place, God. You're right here. And I don't understand how you can be right here and be at another church down the road and at the same time be everywhere in and everything. But there's a special way that you're present when your people worship you. So God, we just believe in this moment that you can do anything. In fact, you can do above and beyond, exceedingly abundantly above what we can ask or think or imagine. So this morning we ask for healing in people's lives. We ask for relationships to be restored. We ask for employment for those that need employment. We ask for promotions for those who need promotions. God, we ask you for comfort and strength and courage for those that are in a dark time. Lord, we ask for people, Lord, for, village, for vigilance and for temperance and wisdom when we're on the mountaintop and everything seems to be going well. Thank you, Lord, that you do mighty things in your people today. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Somebody say amen. 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 Before you have a seat, would you shake somebody's hand, maybe give somebody a high five that you have not high fived yet. <laughs> Bless them. Get their name and address. Send them a Hallmark card. Those, those cards are like six, seven bucks. Like that's a legitimate gift. <laughs> Getting a card these days, right? I mean, the dollar store selection of cards is only so... You know, only gives you so much coverage.
pretty bad when you go in for a birthday card and all they have is, you know, 50th anniversary card. My wife gave me this amazing card one time, and uh, I will forever hold it as, you know, I will forever hold it as leverage because she, this amazing card had said an amazing thing and it was my birthday, you know, it just had this great little thing and then at the end of it said happy anniversary, but it was my birthday, so... Yeah, so that's like the one mistake she's made in our entire 23 years of marriage that I can remember. Anyway, every time I look at her, I just seem to forget because she's pretty. Anyway, those of you who are at the women's retreat this weekend, you've seen more of her than I have. So, uh, yeah, so it's pretty, pretty incredible. Uh, thank you, Dan. Can we give Dan a, a hand? He's going to be coming back a little bit later on. Thank you for your heart of worship, uh, Dan. It's just, it's, it's amazing, and I, it's hard for me sometimes to detach from that moment, but we want to have a look at God's Word uh, this morning. Could I just ask in the room, are there any visitors here this morning? You're a guest here. You've never been to Bradford Community Church. This is your first time, number one time. Wow, really? Okay, I'm going to ask again. Is there anybody here that's for the first time, but you're afraid to put up your hand? It's a good thing you did. We're really glad that you came this morning. So you can have your pick of those. No, that's good. That's good. That's good. There you go. So who brought you? Do you want, would you like one then too? There you go. These are great. These are, you know, peanut-free, allergy-free, glucose, gluten-free, Abestus free, you know, has all of that, or doesn't have all of that. So, uh, I, uh, I'm really honored to be here and uh, to share with you the Word of God. We're going to go really quickly to the Word of God uh, because uh, we have a great presentation uh, from Dan later on. I keep wanting to say Pastor Dan because I know all of these Dans that are Pastor Dan. So, I just have to always do this little pause and it's like, Ugh, Dan, Dan. But uh, if you have a Bible, do you have a Bible? Anybody got a paper Bible? You got a paper Bible? Anybody? Anybody? You got a Bible that's digital of some kind? Somebody brought like their entire 17-inch laptop computer. They're like, ah, here it is, right? Would you do me a favor and just repeat after me? Say, this is my Bible. Come on, I... My mind is alert, my heart is receptive, and I will never be the same if I'm ready to receive. So this morning, Dan McCauley, Danielle McCauley, we're ready, ready to receive. Come on now, the incorruptible, the indestructible, the ever-living, everlasting seed, the Word of God. Amen. Now pound your Bible nice and hard. Don't, if it's an iPhone, don't pound it. That's not good. Because that wouldn't be, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be smart. This morning I'd like to share with you a message called, What's Love Got to Do With It? So, some of you know, ow, what's that? 
I feel good. Oh, uh, so this morning, uh, some of you are starting to get my uh, love of music, and you're starting to kind of get used to that. So I'm kind of done apologizing for the numerous references to songs that uh, people wouldn't necessarily classify as sacred songs. Um, I do love music. I listen to music all day while I'm working. So uh, I thought I'd make a little bit of a game about it. So what's going to happen is that if at any time I do mention a song title, if you can come up with the name of the artist that sang that song within five seconds, just right in the middle of the message, you got five seconds, you go ahead and you shout it out, and I will throw a candy at you. Okay? So we're going to have a good time this morning, and we'll just start this way, okay? The title of my message this morning is, What's Love Got to Do With It? You're first. You're first. I hope you like Smarties. That's good. Feel free to eat them while I'm preaching. It doesn't bother me a bit. I'm in Bradford Community Church. We have coffee in the sanctuary. It's amazing. Do you know that there's some places you're not allowed to do that? <gasps> totally. Anyway, uh, I want to just share with you just for a few minutes, what's love got to do with it? I mean, is there anything? Yeah, it's kind of late now. I mean, is there anything more mysterious than this idea of love? We're talking about songs. I mean, how many songs are there that have been written about love? Or some version of it? Or some idea surrounding it? Do not look at the top ten songs that are popular right now. Just don't. <laughs> because many... There are some twisted ideas about this four-letter word, L-O-V-E, love. But some song titles that I came up with, remember you have five seconds, you have five seconds. Why can't this be love? That's Van Halen, so I'm going to get a, uh, I get a coffee crisp for me. Who did? Oh, yes, man. Coffee crisp okay? Does that work for you? Okay, here we go. A little, little bit short on that there. How about this? You were close. How will I know when this is love? How will I know when it's love? No? That's a good one though. Power of love. Power of love! It's a curious thing. That is a Whitney Houston song. How will I know? me, right? So this will help you just to kind of listen uh, throughout this brief little message here. Hey, the easiest thing to write about is love. Why? Because it's kind of the most difficult thing to understand. Last week we talked about the Ephesians. We met these Ephesians who were living in a dark place in a dark time, and they were working for God, but seemingly had lost that loving feeling. We're reaching back. What? Who said righteous brothers? Celeste. Celeste, I'm going to launch a Kit Kat all the way back there. Would, would you, Abe, would you run that back to Celeste for me? Thank you. No. There's no, no commission. You can tell he's a businessman. He's going for a 50% commission on a Kit Kat? Really? And they'd seemingly lost that loving feeling. They seemingly had lost their first love. No, no, no. That's <laughs> good. 
But God asks them to return to him. I mean, but why does it matter? What's so important about love? Back to the title, what's love got to do with it? Number one, I believe love has a lot to do with it because we were created in love. Jeremiah 1 verse 5 says this, Before you were in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. Before you were born. Is there anybody in the room that you'd be willing to stand up and tell me your birth date with the year? Anybody? Anybody? Okay, just keep your hands up if you're willing. You're willing? You're willing? You're willing? Okay. Wow, we have three ladies that are willing. And then sir, sir in the hair. Sir with the amazing hair. Okay. All right. If, if you could just stand up nice and loud and give me your birthday. 1980. Liar. You're lying. You're a liar. Your turn. Go ahead. Go ahead. Nice and loud. Also a liar. Liar. You, sir. You, sir. Stand up nice and loud. You are a liar? I'm joking, of course, but let me tell you something. Before you were ever physically born, before you were ever born in your, of your mother's womb, you were born in the heart of God. Your personality, who you are, when you would be alive, was all crafted and designed in the heart of God. So your birth date was not whatever date it was. Like my birthday, July 19th, 1970. <laughs> 1972. Yeah. That wasn't my birthday. My birthday was countless years before in the heart of God. You and I, we were created for love. What's got love got to do with it? We were created for love. He lovingly designed you to live joyfully and to share that joy with other people. You are not the accident of a big bang, unless you count that moment in God's mind when he thought of you. Because that was an explosion. Baby, you're a firework. Katy Perry, yes. Smarties? Arrow, yes. Oh, a little bit short again. You are a firework. You have a measurable worth. You are priceless, precious, and irreplaceable. You are God's invention, his best idea ever. Hebrews 12 verse 2 says that he is the author and he is the finisher of your faith. Folks, he is not done writing your story. In fact, he's only getting started. Why? Because he loves you. You're the most beautiful love song ever written, and he is writing that song through you. You are created in his love. What's love got to do with it? Number two, we were created to love, to share his love. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared for us that we should walk in. And so God, God has this great idea, this great idea to do his works through each of us. His love is, is the hope of the world. And because we are the ones that we carry his love, we are the ones that are the conduit of his love. God is not going to come to earth in a human form. He's not going to send an angel to put arms around people. He's not going to send an angel to 
clothe people. He's not going to send an angel to call somebody up when you have them on your heart at 11 o'clock at night and say, you know, I was just thinking about you, and I think now's the real. I just want to encourage you with this. God is not going to do that. If he is going to do that, he's going to do it through you. He's going to do do through your contact list that's on your phone. Those 10 people that God has called you, that have put, he's put you there on a mission, in your mission field as an ambassador. 2 Corinthians 5.20 says, Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to him. We were created in love. You were created in love. No matter what you feel about God at this moment, you were created in love. And you were created to love. We all were. We are the only Jesus that people may ever see in this life. We are the only Bible they have ever read. We are the hands and the feet of Jesus. So our hands, they must touch the untouchable and love the unlovable. We must bring hope to the hurting, understanding to the undeserving. Folks, if we don't go, they won't know. If we don't do, they won't see. And if we don't speak, they won't hear. The message of Jesus is not for an exclusive group of enlightened elect. No, it's for anyone and everyone. It's for all people of all races and every place on earth, rich and for poor, educated and uneducated. The good news of Jesus is for everyone. But God has chosen to reach your mission field through you and to reach our world through us. He has given us a harvest to harvest. If we don't harvest it, it is not a harvest. If you leave the crop in the field for too long, it will die. And I'm so glad I'm so glad for Dan and for Danielle and for the work that World Vision does because they can take our few bucks and they can go to places that we can't go to. And I'm not going to do his presentation for him, but it's a way to bring hope to the hurting and understanding to the undeserving all around the world. What's love got to do with it? Number three. What's love got to do with it? We are constantly being recreated by his love. We were born in the heart of God, in the mind of God, in love. We were born and created to love. He gave us gifts and talents and abilities and resources and opportunities to love and to express his love. But also we are being recreated by his love. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, if we, anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Jesus called this process becoming born again or being born again. See, although God created you in love to love, there's this problem because our great, 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 infinity great, 
grandfather, Adam, did this thing called rebelling from God and sinning. So we have, we have in our lives like this generational curse that has to be broken. Dan, if you're within the sound of my voice, if you can come to the keyboard, that'd be great. Need speakers in the foyer. There he is. If you would just play a little bit while I'm doing the third point, it would just make it so much more dramatic. Adam's sin is a generational curse that needs to be broken. And it's broken when you go from death to life by responding and believing in Jesus' sacrifice, that it wasn't just a historical event, it wasn't just a random martyrdom, but that when he died on the cross, that he was there for me and he was there for you. By taking the first step, Revelation 3.20 says this, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come to him and I will dine with him and he will with me. He's knock, knock, knocking at your heart's door. He made the first move, Bob Dylan originally, definitely. I'll get you later. You see, we talked last week about he made, how he made the first move. That before we were born, he designs us. Before we ever decide that we would serve him, he sends his son to the cross to die in our place for our sin before we ever decided. We took communion last night and we realized that the night that he was betrayed, he talked about his death. All of that happened beforehand. He made the first move. But you and I, we have to make the first step. You see, he likes it, and he wants to put a ring on it. I'll get you after, I guess. He is making a proposal right now. Would you bow your heads with me, please? God is making a proposal to you right now. If you're in this room and you've never given your heart to Jesus or you've been thinking about it for a long time, about making a commitment to serve him. He is proposing to you right now. And instead of bending his knee, he climbed a cross. And instead of offering a, a ring, he wore a crown of thorns. I'm hoping that some of you in this room are not yet a Christian. If you're not, today is your day. 
Maybe you've never responded to his love. Maybe you've been waiting for just the right time. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. He made the first move. Now all you need to do is take the first step. Please, everybody in the room, for the sake of privacy, please keep your head bowed and your eyes closed. If you're here this morning, and even all the while I've been talking about the love of God, you just felt that resonating in your heart. And maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. Or maybe you once served him, but you've been away for a while. You want to renew that commitment. If that's you this morning, I'm just wondering if you could just raise your hand. You just raise your hand in this place. Thank you, ma'am. Everybody's eyes are closed, just nice and high. Just raise your hand. We want to give you something. Everybody's eyes are closed. It's totally between you, God, and me and the person that's going to give you something. I'm just going to let a couple more minutes go by. Just give everyone an opportunity if you're in this place. morning if you're in the place this place and you're a Christian in a sense you can be born again again because he's always knocking on our heart's door in fact that scripture was originally written to Christians there are maybe areas of your life that need recreation not recreation recreation and you can have a new beginning today you can be recreated again by his love. Dan's going to share Dan's going to share in a few minutes here about world vision and give you a wonderful opportunity to be the love of God. To stretch forth your hand across miles and miles and miles and touch a life for him. It's a great action call to what we've talked about, about the love of God. Lord, we thank you for these moments that we have together. And this morning, God, we just respond to your word. And I ask God for the areas of my life that I need recreating. Lord, I pray that you would give me a fresh start today. You'd help me to start again, again. You know those areas of life that give me trouble. Those areas of life that I just kind of keep falling down in. I confess this morning that we can do all things through Christ Jesus. So God, I pray that you would recreate us.
if I could just get together with you later on, I'm just going to give you, give you something and uh, I want to share that with you. Um, yeah. I don't really know how to transition nicely into Dan. Do you start with a video? Amen. Amen. Well, there's a thing people do that's not quite a high five. It's called like a fist bump. So you just kind of go like this with the person next to you. Just give them a little. It's sort of like a hand. It's like a sanitary handshake. Right? Because you're not touching the inside part. It's just the outside. It's the only kind Howie Mandel will do because he's a germaphobe. Howie Mandel. Yes. So for all of the OCD germaphobes in the room, it's perfect for you. All right? So uh, if you could just give Dan a hand one more time as he comes and shares. Amen. Thank you, Scott. I'm just going to just be a, a minute in closing here. Um, how, many, how many have heard of World Vision before? Yeah, most of us. Awesome. Doesn't surprise me. Um, the largest charity in Canada. With a, just an awesome reputation around the world for doing incredible work. You've probably seen them uh, even in the last year on the news in terms of things like um, helping in the Philippines where they had their big storm. Uh, they're awesome at uh, going into disaster relief situations right along, alongside a Red Cross or something like that and uh, assisting uh, people uh, that are in need or have disaster struck. Um, that's only a, a small part of what they do, actually, and not what I want to focus on. What I want to tell you about just for a minute is, in my estimation, the very best thing that they do, and that is uh, child sponsorship. If you, if you don't fully understand what World Vision does, maybe you've seen a commercial before or you've heard about them, let me explain in, in a couple sentences really quick. World Vision goes into extreme poverty situations that, I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking about how us, we get sometimes, we feel like we're poor here in North America. How many know we're blessed here in North America? Yeah, right? Every hand should have been up there because we, we are blessed here. In fact, we forget how good we have it sometimes, right? Because we live in a consumer culture that's constantly telling us we need to have more and have more and have more. And, oh, you're a couple models behind on your phone. You need to catch up. Or you're wearing last year's style, you frumpy person. You know, we're barraged with these images. And we actually start to buy it and start to think, oh, we're hard done by it. Oh, we got to catch up. Oh, we're behind. Oh, I'm poor. No, we're not poor here. We're the rich minority on this earth. The rest of the world does not live like us. You're in the top 10% richest people on the face of this earth. Even on your worst day, you're in Canada. Anyways, World Vision goes into extreme poverty situations. And what they do is they attack that poverty. They've been doing this for 60 years. They go and they analyze a village or an area or community and figure out what, what is trapping these people in this cycle of poverty and keeping them there for generations. What is it? And they analyze it, they talk to the people there, they figure it out, and they, and they figure out how to turn that downward spiral into an upward spiral. And they begin to build in infrastructure and knowledge and teaching and bring those people, not giving them handouts, but instead teaching them how to do things for themselves. Maybe helping them build a well or, or build a school or something like that, but then teaching them how to teach their kids, how to eat nutritiously, how to avoid diseases that their kids are dying from that there's no reason they should be dying from in this day and age. And then providing maybe vaccines or things and building all of this infrastructure. And then over maybe 10 or 15 years, whatever plan it is, poverty is different in every country. 
they get them from a place of desperate death and poverty to self-sufficiency. And then they say, okay, you guys got it? Good. And they go on and they do it somewhere else. It's awesome. They've become experts at it and they've been doing it for 60 years. Now, the way that they do that is through, is through child sponsorship. Maybe you've heard of child sponsorship before but never really understood the context. What happens when you sponsor a child is you have a relationship with that child and you write them back and forth and you get to know them. You have a chance to share the love of Jesus with them. But your money that you're supporting them goes, see what what happens is in that village, I support a child and Scott supports a child and someone else supports a child and someone else supports a child and our money together goes to change that entire community that the child, that, that all of those kids grow up in because the best way to change the life of a child is to change the community and the environment in which they, they live in. And not given handouts, but their parents being taught how to, how to have a trade and earn money for themselves. And, and it's awesome. And they get them from a place of, of, like I said, desperate poverty to self-sufficiency. And then they go and do it somewhere else. It's incredible. And that happens through child sponsorship. My, uh, my family sponsors three kids through World Vision. Vision. One in India, one in Ecuador, and one in El Salvador. And it is one of the best things that we do. Teaches our kids about it. Um, It's awesome. Uh, I had an opportunity just a year ago to go on a trip to Ecuador and actually meet one of the kids that my family sponsors and see the difference we're making in his life. We have altered the course of his life through our sponsorship. And, And that sounds very dramatic, but it is. And uh, I had the awesome opportunity to meet him, and I brought a, a quick video of that. I'd love to show you it. Uh, it's the video called Special Delivery. And uh, if we could show that, I'll take it just a second and watch this. This is me meeting our sponsor child, Dorian. Oh, the Dan and, okay, show the Dan and Ecuador one. Yeah, that's the same, it's the same one. We'll just stop it early. Today, I got to meet my sponsored child, Dorian. It was very, very cool. I can't wait for Keaton, my four-and-a-half-year-old, to see a lot of the footage and the pictures of what I've seen. I've had him on the brain the entire time I've been here. Nice to meet you. I brought a picture of my family to give to you. So you can... And to see... Um, that other kids don't have it as good as we do. We forget that in North America. Some of, most of us, even as adults, either we never, we don't really know, or we quickly forget that we are the rich minority. And so I, I kind of want him to see a little bit of of what uh, what I've seen, and I'm looking forward to showing him a lot of it and explaining that to him, and kind of just expanding his horizons and how blessed he is. My, my son, he uh, recorded a video message to you to say hi. Yeah, would you like to see it? Yeah, I brought it here on this. Hey, Dorian, look what you have. It's a new backpack that my dad got. You actually, um, my dad's filming it right now. 
And you got it for him too. And, and I got it too. <laughs> and the rest of the things are in here for me. And there's special surprises in there. Goodbye. And all the things that are in here are for you. Yeah. So we got you a few things. And I'll, I'll, I'll show you what's in them. We're definitely going to be writing Dorian a lot and drawing pictures and all that and really getting Keaton involved. So I'm, I'm hoping that that interaction back and forth kind of keeps that in the forefront of his mind. For, for us all as a family even, keep it in the forefront of our mind. It'll, it'll take sponsoring uh, to a whole new level, I know, for us. So that was, I mean, that was a highlight of the trip for sure. Awesome. We can stop this one there. This is just the longer version of a, another video. Awesome. Let me tell you, you and I, in our lives, with our money, with our resources, with our time, our energies, we spend all of that on so much that matters zero. Zero. In light of eternity. It, it's just been so awesome for us as a family to do something that we know matters. Um, it, it costs $39 a month to sponsor a child. We have kids available this morning, real kids, that need someone um, to sponsor them this morning. Uh, they're available in the lobby. Now, I, I don't know how $39 a month hits you at first. To be really honest, when we, when we first started years ago with World Vision, when we heard that number, it sounded tough, sounded like a, a, a stretch. Um, we get that we're rich by North American, sorry, by the world standards, all of us are rich. By North American standards, we are not rich, personally. And we thought, $39 a month, is that, is that something we can do? I mean, we just kind of make it as it is right now. And then, in thinking about it, we were like, you know what? Jesus talked all the time about serving the poor. In fact, he said that as much as you've done it to the least of them, then you've done it to me. The Bible talks all the time about serving the poor. God says that if you look after the poor, essentially he looks at, he'll look after you. And that pure religion is looking after widows and orphans when you boil it down. And so we said, okay, you know what? We're gonna figure out a way to fit this into our budget. We're just, we're gonna cram this $39 payment in there and we're gonna build up from there. And if that means at the end of the month we're eating peanut butter and jam for a couple of days or something, then fine, so be it. And uh, you know what happened in our case was um, we discovered we didn't even notice that $39 slipping out of the bank account and going to change the child's life. We didn't even notice. It goes to show how quickly you and I spend $39 here in Canada. That's a Timmy's a day, a small Timmy's a day for a month. Or some of us might spend that much at the restaurant for lunch today. New pair of jeans, adding things to our DVD collection. Again, so many things that really don't matter. And so our experience was we started with one, and then since we didn't notice even the one, we're like, okay, well, this isn't killing us. This isn't stinging us. So enough yet. I think we could probably do more. So we did a second. And then over the years, most recently, we've added a third. And again, that's not to any of our credit because we're just dumb stumbling through and figuring out. But it's kind of just telling you our story of how it's worked out. I don't know where you're at in the journey. Maybe you've, you've heard of sponsoring before but never actually done it. And maybe today could be your day. Take a child home with you and change their life. Maybe you already sponsor. And if so, then you know how awesome it is. And you'd be like, you know what? 
I'm going to stretch myself a little bit more. I'm going to go for a number two, or I'm going to go for number three, or wherever you're at. You don't have to have any money with you today. I encourage you to come by the table and check it out. Um, we actually have something that's brand new in Canada here today, and it's video, they're video picture folders. So as you open them up, you'll be able to read a little bit about each child's story. These are real kids. You'll actually see a video of, of your child actually talking to you. Um, and he's, you won't understand him because he's talking in his own language. But it's really kind of neat to see them and encourage you to go check that out. I want to show you one last quick little video. It's a minute. It's so short. Uh, now he's talking. <laughs> um, rewind the clock a little bit on that last video. Before I went on the trip to Ecuador, Keaton, my five-year-old, he was four at the time. You saw him on the last video in his jammies, leaving a message for Dorian. Um, we took him uh, with us to the dollar store to go and buy some things to put in that backpack to give to Dorian. And he was really excited about it. Um, but... He also had a little a, a dollar bill in his hand because he had just um, earned that doing some chores, and he was excited to go to the dollar store to buy something for himself too. And uh, so we had this little conversation at the door right before we left. It's called Tough Decisions. Can you hear our love? Can you feel our love? Oh, we just, we're thinking like, we're, like, you know how it said on his profile that um, he likes to color, that Dorian likes to color? Mm -hmm. So I was thinking maybe we should get him some coloring things. Okay, I'll get him some paper and some cleans, and you guys can get him some markers. Ah, so do you mean you're going to use um, your dollar there to buy the thing for Dorian instead yeah. of buying something for yourself? Okay, but you. Well, you don't want to, You don't want to do that. I want no. to buy something for him, but I don't want to use my dollar. Okay, all right, that's okay. It's okay. You can use your dollar, and mommy and daddy will give you money for Dorian. How about that? Good. Okay. All right. Teach us to be our love. Teach us to be our love. It's, it's so cute. Keaton's, I mean, we always laugh whenever we see that. Uh, he's Keaton's screwed up little face looking down at his dollar and, you know, thinking so hard about it. Um, and, and, you know, our tendency is to laugh, and of course it is. But when I, when, I, when I watch that, I can't help but think, man, aren't you and I so much like Keaton? When we boil it down. We, right? We, we, want, we want those kids to be helped. We're like, yeah. Somebody should do that. I hope they get helped. I hope someone does that. But, but we don't want to part with our dollar. So we have plans for our dollar, that, things that we want to do. Again, but in so much of it is what matters zero. You know, Keaton went to the dollar store. He bought a dinky car with that dollar. It was gone within a week. We're, we're like that with our money and our resources sometimes too. And I simply believe this. Whatever God has given us, 
The Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from him. Whatever we have in our hands, for each of us is different. I just believe that God wants us to not clutch it and hold on to it, to, to live open-handed with it. The principle of sowing and reaping. And then as we give, his word says we've done it to him. And then he'll, he'll replace it. He'll give us more to work with. Maybe today's your day to consider sponsoring a child. We don't do these things out of guilt. I don't want to guilt anyone in anything. Guilt is a terrible motivator. It's not what we're about. We do what we do as Christians out of love because God has loved us when we were undeserving, and he wants us to show his love to others. This was one way to do it. It's an awesome way. I'm going to close in prayer. Thank you guys for hearing me out this morning. Thanks for worshiping with us. Thanks for being a part of the, of the morning. Let's close in prayer. God, we thank you for everything that you've given us. God, we thank you for your love that you have so lavishly poured on us when we were so undeserving. And we're recipients of that, and we thank you. God, I pray you to help us to uh, not only just receive your love, but to give it to those around us in our everyday, to those serving us at a restaurant right now or wherever we go and whatever we do, but also to your kids that are on the other side of the world that need someone to help them and love them. And, and uh, God, enlarge our hearts so we could love like you do. In your name, amen. Thank you guys so much. God bless you. It's not.